0: In. Our number is 877 381 381 Officer William Evans was murdered today, doing his job outside the Capitol building on Capitol grounds. And another officer is in uh, dire condition, apparently. An individual in their vehicle drove into these two men as they were standing in front of a barricade. I assume he crushed them. Afterwards, he got out of the vehicle with a large knife and started charging other officers uh, who shot him dead. And we want to wish uh, Officer Evans' family all the best. little good it'll do, but you know, we're very proud to support law enforcement on this program unequivocally, and um, it's terrible to see something like this. Uh, And I wanted to know, who is this suspect? Who is this suspect? Who would do this? You know, on January 6th, no officer was murdered despite the allegations that it was an insurrection and despite the fact that nobody was armed. There was an officer who died, Officer Sitnik. His family says he had a stroke a day or two later. For some reason, our government won't tell us exactly what took place, be it as it may. But as I sit here today, right now, at 6.10 p.m. Eastern Time, and the breaking news was the officer was attacked and died sometime earlier this afternoon, we're only getting a little bit of information about this suspect, a.k.a. the killer. And there's a website called thepostmillennial.com. It is a superb website. And I check it from time to time. As best as I can tell, they were the first to inform us, and now I see the The New York Post, about an hour later, has done the same thing, yet I watched all three cable channels, and I didn't see any reference to the killer, Uh, and I haven't even seen a photo of the killer. Then I thought to myself immediately, well, if the killer was white, we would know all about him, we would know what he looks like, there'd be a photo on there, so something's going on here, and this is what we know now. The headline at the New York Post is, by Craig McCarthy, suspect who smashed in the barrier at U.S. Capitol identified as Noah Green. The driver who killed a U.S. Capitol cop before he was gunned down by police is a Nation of Islam devotee from Indiana, according to reports in his social media. Noah Green, 25, who may have been living in Virginia, described himself as, quote, a follower of Farrakhan, unquote on his Facebook page in reference to Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan. Green appeared to have come on hard times from his Facebook page reviewed by the Post before his account was taken down. Quote, I was on the right track and everything I had planned was coming into existence. It required long hours, lots of studying and exercise to keep me balanced while experiencing an array of concerning symptoms along the path I believed to be side effects of drugs I was intaking unknowingly. He wrote on March 17, signing the message, Brother Noah X, where the path has been thwarted, he wrote, as Allah has chosen me for other things. Throughout life, I have set goals, attained them, set higher ones, and then been required to sacrifice those things, he continued. His Facebook posts were first reported by MSNBC, which read them on air. Actually, I think they were first found by the post Millennial. Green allegedly slammed into a fence outside the U.S. Capitol just after 1 p.m. Friday, struck two officers before crashing into a barricade. barricade. He allegedly got out of the car with a knife and lunged at an officer before being fatally shot, reports say. And as I said, 18-year veteran William Evans uh, died at the hospital. The Postmillennial website Breaking police officer suspect died of injuries after U.S. Capital Attack suspect identified as Nation of Islam member Noah Green. Angie No, excuse me, Andy No, exclusive. The man who rammed a car into Capitol Police killing one has been identified as Noah Green. Green was armed with a large blade when he was shot. He identified as a follower of the black nationalist nation of Islam movement. And it goes on. So for some of you, this may be the first time you're hearing this, MSNBC's Jesse Rodriguez tweeted, the suspect in the Capitol Police incident is a 25-year-old uh, Indiana uh, native who uh, lived in Virginia on his Facebook. He notes he's followed Nation of Islam's Farrakhan. So we do want to salute the MSNBC Jesse Rodriguez for reporting. Now, this, this is the thing. We had a mass murder in Atlanta. Eight individuals, horribly killed, six of whom were Asian. And the president and the vice president who were down there exploited it as much as they possibly could. Called America systemically racist, systemically xenophobic. And it turns out it had nothing to do with race, according to the FBI director himself. Then we had another mass murder. Ten people murdered in Boulder, Colorado in a grocery store. I believe every one of them was white. And the killer, his ancestry is Syrian Muslim. And I don't think to this day most of the media have pointed that out. And then we have this attack today on two Capitol Police officers one of whom is now dead. And the individual who attacked them is a a young African-American gentleman who follows Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. President Biden put out a statement he never said a word about that. Never said a word about Farrakhan and his insightful speeches. INC, not INS. Did I do that right? No, it is INS. Inciting. Inciting. Never a word. And so you have to ask yourself a question here. What are these politicians doing to this country? The things that they say, and when they say them, and the exploitation is really shocking. Absolutely shocking. This poor officer is dead. I keep hearing one reporter say, you know, if the fence had been up and it had been pushed out, it wouldn't have happened today. Is that the story? We talked about incitement to have an insurrection incitement to an insurrection, I-N-C-I-T-E-M-T-E-M-A-N, incitement, E-N-T, for an insurrection. They weren't armed, and they didn't kill any police officers. And by the way, I'm making no excuses, just for the liberal media out there. No, I've condemned this over and over and over again. I'm making no excuses, but I am making a point. But none of this is discussed when... When the shoe is on the other foot, whether it's Antifa or Black Lives Matter or what happened in Boulder or what's happened today. It really is grotesque. If the media were honest, they would report the way they always report. No matter who the people are, no matter their faith, no matter their backgrounds or ancestries. but they don't do that. Because they're corrupt. When we come back, I want to talk about Major League Baseball. Major League, it, it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that the NBA, that the NFL, that the MLB, probably the others, have decided that the only fans they really care about and the only fans they really want are Democrats. They don't want Republicans. Because you see, Republicans are racist. The Georgia State Legislature is racist. Donald Trump's no good. The Republicans are are repressing, suppressing, oppressing, and they're preventing people from voting. So the Major League Baseball League has made a decision that they're throwing in with the most reckless, radical Democrats. And you Republicans, you suckers who are fans, you suckers who pay for their jerseys, you suckers who who buy players' jerseys and go online, you're going to be suckers forevermore. And so Major League Baseball decides we're moving out of Georgia. And they're moving out of Georgia for the All-Star game. They're moving out of Atlanta, which is an overwhelmingly majority black city. And all the jobs that they're going to affect. Because they want to be seen, you see, white liberals want to be seen as really down for for the revolution. But don't worry, LeBron James agrees with them. LeBron James, who lives in white neighborhoods, has multi-million dollar homes, multiple cars, and everything. LeBron James agrees with them. He's glad this took place, Atlanta. All you folks in Atlanta who were going to work in that stadium, who were going to work on the All-Star game, Major League Baseball just screwed you, and LeBron James is pleased about it. I'll be right back. Love in. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide. Through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale dot levinforhillsdale.com. You need to understand, folks, particularly if you're a minority and a Democrat, that the Democrat Party doesn't stand with. Democrats lobbied Major League Baseball, not all of them, but a lot of them, to boycott your city of Atlanta. And what they used as a reason is the Republican state legislature and the Republican governor passing new voting reform laws. And they've had to lie about this law. This law extends voting days to include Sundays. This vote ensures that people can vote from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night, which is the case in most precincts, but the state legislature wanted to make sure it was the case in all precincts. When they say that it outlaws bringing water or food to the line, it doesn't outlaw bringing water or food to the line. It outlaws strangers from bringing water or food to the line because there have been issues, and not just in Atlanta, but throughout the state, where candidates have surrogates, or so-called nonprofit groups have surrogates where they're working the line and making promises to people and giving them stuff. And so they said, no, you're not to do any of that. In other words, leave people alone when they're in line, do not work them over in line, don't even campaign when they're in line for the most part. In my state, that's the rule. So it's pretty much the rule in most states. So it's not aimed at preventing people from having water. Of course, you can have water if you're in line. Also, they require voter ID. If you can't afford voter ID, they will give you voter ID. Also, they require if you file an absentee ballot that you do it with a, a signature that can be matched. Now, these are the great big changes they've made in Georgia. And so now we're told this is Jim Crow. And they keep bringing up the water in line, and they keep bringing up 5 p.m. Even the Washington Post today, the Washington Post, which is a lousy left-wing newspaper, said that Biden and his spokes idiot, Psaki, are now recidivists. That is, they keep lying about the time change. So now Major League Baseball jumps in, and they say, you know what, we don't support Limiting the vote. We can't abide this. And these other corporate boards, we can't abide this. You can't abide what? They even have some drop boxes in this legislation. There were no drop boxes before the virus. Most of you never heard of drop boxes. There weren't any. The reason there were drop boxes is because they didn't want people to catch the, the virus one from the other. One from the other. It had nothing to do with race, nothing to do with making it easier to vote for all time. Mailing out ballots on mail-in uh, voting, that's not a part of the law. You had people in, uh, in these states, including uh, Georgia, that just made the decision. So the legislature is saying, no, we're not going to do these things, all these temporary things that were done due to the virus. We're going to make changes, bring it back to where it was before the virus, but we're even going to liberalize some aspects of it. But the Democrats don't want that. And they control the narrative. They control the media. They control the sportscasters and the athletes. They control them all. And so now we're all down for the revolution. Because we're fighting Jim Crow. Yes, we're fighting Jim Crow. What the hell are they talking about? Nobody's fighting Jim Crow. Anybody who wants to vote, legally can vote will vote. We'll vote. So this is all manufactured by the Democrats. And so you have Coca-Cola going along with it. You have Apple going along with it. You have Delta going along with it. Now you have Major League Baseball. You have morons on ESPN going along with it. I want to address this further when I return. The great humanitarians in sports. The great humanitarians in these corporations you're not going to want to miss it I'll be right back Hillsdale College serves four purposes learning character faith and freedom education and faith thrive in freedom and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years it continues these efforts today not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty, since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com.
1: Constitution Man, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811.
0: I'm just tired of these phony civil rights movements here. This has nothing to do with civil rights. It has nothing to do with race or discrimination, nothing. And yet here we are. People like feeling self-righteous. They like pushing a narrative. Even though they don't have any idea what the hell they're talking about. But let's start here. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball being applauded by LeBron James, by Magic Johnson, by Michael Jordan, all down for the revolution. Well, kind of, sort of, maybe. This is from December 22, 2017, about three years ago. Major League Baseball unveils partnership to help grow game in China. And you don't need to be reminded, they do. China has millions of people in concentration and death camps. Particularly Muslims, who are minorities in China. A minority in China. You have people coming out of there, talking about how there's murder... There's rape, there are abortions, there's sterilization, there's forced sale of body organs. There's some kind of Holocaust going on there in communist China. And on December 22nd, 2017, three days before uh, Christmas, Major League Baseball and the commissioner, Rob Manfred, they knew full well what's going on in communist China because we all read the same stuff so he didn't put out a statement and say we're not going to do any business with communist China they're expanding their business with communist China just like that knucklehead LeBron James with Nike these aren't serious people these are self promoters who are taking pseudo-events in order to proclaim their own righteousness. League teams up with Baragel to develop new facilities. China's interest in baseball is at unprecedented levels and growing fast. This is from MLB.com. Baseball is now played in more than 80 colleges and universities in China, double the number from six years ago. And more than 40 new baseball facilities have been built in the past year, by local governments and individuals. Nearly a billion viewers can now watch Major League Baseball games broadcast and related TV shows on national network China Education Television. The agreement was announced at a news conference in Beijing, attended by members of the Chinese government, Berrigal, Major League Baseball, China. Oh, they have actually a subsidiary and some of the top baseball players in the country. But they're not going to set a foot in Georgia. No! Or Atlanta, no. Because we don't like the Republicans and their voting bill. The communists and the genocidal Hitlerians in China will have press conferences with them. That's okay. That's cool. We are thrilled to have a strategic alliance with Major League Baseball that seeks to enhance the playing level of professional baseball teams in China, said Baragall chairman Kiyo. This relationship with Baragal will seek to accelerate our growth and to provide first-rate facilities and coaching for the increasing number of Chinese baseball players, said Jim Small, Major League Baseball Vice President, Asia Pacific. And he goes on. That's December 22, 2017, but I'm not done. Four months later, Major League Baseball, this is money.cnn, Signs deal with China's largest tech company. Major League Baseball is tapping into the Chinese market in a big way. On Tuesday, it announced a deal with China's biggest tech company, Tencent, to stream 125 games this season. Tencent boasts more than 1 billion active users on its social media networks. You know, if I'm a citizen of Atlanta right now, I am fuming. I am so pissed off it's not even funny. But let me continue. And I would be really pissed off at the Democrat Party in Atlanta too. And uh, LeBron James, and who else, Mr. Beducer? Michael Jordan and others. Tencent will stream regular season games on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. The social network will also stream the All-Star game, although I guess not from Atlanta, postseason games, the World Series and a weekly highlight show. So massively expand their presence in China, massively expand television in China. Massive new money flowing into Major League Baseball from a Hitlerian regime that's involved in Holocaust-type activities. That's April 3rd, 2018. One more, two days ago, two days ago, as they were plotting to screw the people of Atlanta... Two days ago, Major League Baseball and Tencent expand Chinese streaming deal to cover multiple Asian markets. This is from sportspromedia.com. I'm sure this will be covered relentlessly on ESPN. Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand reportedly covered in the new agreement. Major League Baseball has expanded its rights agreement with Tencent, which is the biggest Chinese tech company, it's a giant media broadcast company from the North American Baseball League and several Asian markets. The, three, excuse me, the three-year contract, which runs until the end of the 2023 season, will see Tencent continue to live, live, uh, live stream Major League Baseball games in China and for the first time in more than half a dozen Asian territories on its international over-the-top platform, WeTV. So they need the Communist Chinese to do this two days ago. But they're concerned about what the Republicans did in Georgia, you see. Now, I looked and I looked and I looked for a statement by LeBron James criticizing Major League Baseball for expanding its operations at Communist China. I couldn't find any. And he did tweet out today that Quote, proud to call myself a part of the Major League Baseball family today. Well, you're not, you idiot. You're playing basketball. All right, Magic Johnson, partial owner of the Dodgers, tweeted, I want to applaud, extend a thank you to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred for moving the All-Star game out of Georgia, following the governor signing the new restrictive voting law. Way to be a leader and take a strong stance, okay? By the way, LeBron James now owns a part of the Red Sox. Poor LeBron James, Mr. Purdue. He's really put upon by this society, isn't he? So Magic Johnson, LeBron James, who else do we have here? Let's see, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, who else did we have here? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's also proud of Major League Baseball. Uh, and I'm sure there are many others, too. Now, you know, Hank Aaron died last year. I believe it was last year, early this year. One of the greatest baseball players ever. And this game was to be in Atlanta. It was to honor Hank Aaron. It's not going to be in Atlanta anymore. And notice Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James don't say a damn thing about the hundreds of millions of dollars that are going to be lost to this community, this overwhelmingly African-American community, and people who could use the money. Notice they don't say a damn thing. Why? Because politics and the Democrat Party are more important to these three guys, and not just them. More important to Joe Biden. More important, every Democrat who opens his or her big mouth and lies about this law. And I want you Republicans out there to understand something. American professional sports hates your guts. And I want the people of Atlanta to understand something. You were just screwed out of hundreds of millions of dollars by millionaires and billionaires with their phony self-righteousness. Go ahead and look at the bill yourself. Compare it to Jim Crow. Compare it to what the Democrats did in the South for decade after decade after decade. Compare the record of the Republican legislature to the early record of Joe Biden, who threw in with segregationists, who opposed busing, which is understandable. A lot of people did, black and white. But that said, one of the reasons he gave was he didn't want to create quote-unquote A jungle! A jungle! And this guy's President of the United States. Then there's Coca-Cola. Here's a piece from November 29, 2020. Business groups and major companies like Apple, Coca-Cola, and Nike have been pressing Congress to alter legislation, cracking down on imports of goods made with forced labor, from persecuted Muslim minorities in China. Nike and Coca-Cola, this is New York Times, are among the major companies and business groups lobbying Congress to weaken a bill that would ban imported goods made with forced labor in China's Zhejiang region, according to congressional staff members and other people familiar with the matter, as well as lobbying records that show vast spending on the legislation. Where was Major League Baseball on this? How about The NBA? How about the NFL? How about the NHL? Where was LeBron? Biden? Magic? Where were these people? Nowhere. And here's a bill. A bill that's trying to prevent companies from using forced labor in China. And to take those goods and then sell them in the United States. The bill, which would prohibit broad categories of certain goods made by persecuted Muslim minorities in an effort to crack down on human rights abuses, has gained bipartisan support, passing the House in September by a margin of 406 to 3. Congressional aides say as the backing to pass the Senate could be signed into law by either Trump or Biden. Where's Biden on this? Nowhere. Biden has a lockdown. At 3 o'clock he went home. He said, that's enough. I'm going to Camp David. I've, been, I've worked all, all afternoon. I want my lunch and I'm leaving. That's what he did. But the legislation called the, the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act has become the target of multinational companies, including Apple, including Nike, including Coca-Cola, Adidas, Calvin Klein, Campbell Soup, Costco, H&M, Patagonia, Tommy Hilf, uh, Hilfiger, and so forth. In a statement, Coca-Cola said that it strictly prohibits any type of forced labor in our supply chain. What a bunch of morons. And use third-party auditors to closely monitor its suppliers. Then why are they lobbying against the law? Why are they lobbying against the law? Greg Rositzer, the director of global communications at Nike, said the company did not lobby against the act, but instead had constructive discussions asked about allegations of forced labor, Nike referred to the statement in March in which it said that it did not source products from Zhejiang and that it had confirmed that its suppliers were not using textiles. But there they are, lobbying against the law. What a bunch of frauds. So now we know where their moral line is, thank God. In Georgia, it's to attack Republicans to make sure hundreds of millions of dollars aren't spent in majority black Atlanta But when it comes to genocide in China, they turn the other cheek. There's too much at stake. LeBron James basically said that a few years back. There's too much at stake. Keep your mouth shut. You have free speech here, but not there. But LeBron is now a self-appointed member of Major League Baseball. I despise these millionaires and billionaires and the way they play with the American people. And again, I want Republicans to know that professional sports is at war with you. I want the people of Atlanta to know that professional sports just screwed you out of hundreds of millions of dollars based on a lie. An absolute lie. And that the President of the United States, who's already gotten as many Pinocchios as can be given by a newspaper, has been told again that he's been lying about this law. Now the Commissioner of Baseball is lying They're lying at Coca-Cola, they're lying at Delta, they're lying at Apple, they're lying through their teeth. Because they fear the little woke white people who are in college or just graduate. They're going to get on, you see, Twitter, and they're going to tweet, oh, look at this, look at this, look at... They fear them. It's time that they fear you. You shouldn't do business with any of these companies, particularly the people in Atlanta and the state of Georgia. None of them. None of them. They just screwed you, big time, for no damn reason whatsoever, except their own self-righteous promotion. They can go to hell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide, through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty. Since 1844, it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L E V I N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. Remember how proud Major League Baseball was when they had a game in Havana, Cuba? And even uh, Obama attended? How's voting going in Havana, Cuba? Do they have mail-in voting? Do they have drop boxes? I'm just curious. Can you get water in line when you vote? Are the voting polls open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m.? Major League Baseball is a fraud, just like all the other professional sports leagues. And they hate Republicans. They hate Trump supporters. They hate. They're all almost reached a point of being racist, quite frankly. Reverse racism. And I don't need lectures from LeBron, James, or anybody else on civil rights and human rights. Not when these jerks are making tens of millions of dollars from a Hitlerian regime. And not only don't they speak up against it, they defend it. They defend it. What a bunch of hypocrites. And these clowns that run these leagues. This latest one with Major League Baseball. Hundreds of millions of dollars to the people of Atlanta, the vast majority of whom are minority, black, will now go somewhere else. And this is a threat. This is a threat to every legislature in this country, particularly Republican legislatures, that if you dare to take steps to fix what took place in the last election, if you dare to take steps to bring back the status quo before the virus, that Major League Baseball, is going to punish you. I have a better idea. You punish them. Stop buying their crap. Don't go to their damn games. Professional sports is already down 30%. You did fine without them last year. Watch the MMA. Watch boxing. Do something else. But apparently it's too tough for team sports. And wait till next hour, I get to the Olympics. I thought these Olympic athletes are supposed to represent you and me, the United States of America. No, they're going to Communist China. They're going to Genocide Central. They're going to Genocide Central, where many of them are going to protest against the United States.
2: We'll be right back.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: We're joined by the great senator from Utah. No, not that guy. The good guy. Mike Lee, how are you, Senator?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you very much, Mark. Good to be with you as always.
0: Well, Senator, likewise. And, you know, uh, this Major League Baseball thing is really quite repulsive. What they've done to the people of Atlanta, the vast majority of whom are African American, what they've done to the state of uh, Georgia, where they're basically threatening that state legislature and other state legislatures, they want to take the, uh, the, the voting system back from the pandemic period, uh, and um, they're not denying people water. They're not truncating the amount of time to vote. As a matter of fact, they've extended it in so way. Even the Washington Post has called out the president of the United States. And Major League Baseball now does this. And, you know, they, they, they have all kinds of deals with communist China. They didn't have a problem with baseball in Cuba. What do you make of all this, Senator?
3: Their actions bespeak lawlessness, and I find them repugnant in every way, shape, and form. Look, these guys have been skating on thin ice for a long time, and they've had the benefit since 1922 when the Supreme Court decided a case called Federal Baseball Club versus National League that Major League Baseball would be exempt from all antitrust laws. They, they created this thing out of whole cloth. There's not one syllable in federal statute that gives them that exemption. And this is exactly how someone behaves when they are a monopolist and when they want utter impunity under the law. It's time to take that away.
0: Now, I suspect that the Democrats will be thrilled with this because Biden wanted the people of Atlanta to suffer, which denies them hundreds of millions of dollars related to the All-Star Game. But that said, Senator, I'm glad you brought this up. Isn't this something that... We need to press in the Senate, press in the House, even though we don't have the numbers today. We may have the numbers tomorrow and laid a foundation for taking their antitrust status away.
3: Absolutely. And look, um, this this is a statutory decision. It should never have been made by by, by the Supreme Court in the first place. It belongs to Congress. And, and yes, the votes might not be there right now to get rid of their exemption. But mark my words, Mark, it's coming. The, the days of their exemption are numbered. And they have caused them to be so through their own erratic behavior. There's no reason why we should exempt any corporation, specifically, singly, because of its preferred status socially or otherwise. But there certainly is no legitimate reason why we should give an exemption uh, to a preferred corporation when it behaves in this kind of dastardly behavior, when it deliberately punishes its own political enemies. That's really wrong. And, And... it, this really shouldn't be a Democratic or Republican issue. Every American ought to be bothered by this.
0: But they won't be, and it will be a Republican-Democrat issue, I'm afraid, because it looks like professional sports and ESPN are at war with Republicans. It looks like uh, Republicans are racist. Republicans don't want people to vote. Uh, Republicans are systemically this, systemically that. That's who they're talking about. The Democrat Party supports all this. Joe Biden encouraged this. I just want the people of Georgia to know, Senator, and specifically the people of Atlanta, which is a heavy Democrat city, that the Democrat Party, the Democrat president, and mostly Democrat sports leagues with these, uh, with these league uh, commissioners and so forth, just cost you hundreds of millions of dollars for no reason at all. They're lying about this statute, Senator.
3: Hundreds of millions of dollars for nothing. And, and that, that begs the question, why? Why would they take such a a risky step? Why would they take such a punitive step when really they're doing this entirely in response to a law that was passed by a state legislature requiring people to prove who they are when they vote? What is wrong with that? No no American, no American who loves the rule of law should find that uh, unsettling at all, let alone cause for canceling a major contract uh, with with, uh, the city of Atlanta.
0: And it's really voter I.D. What, what it is, is it's an identification of some sort. Every state, including Georgia, says if he can't afford it, we'll pay for it. If he can't come in and get it, we'll send it to you. So this is all bogus. Everybody needs an I.D. for a thousand things, including probably to get uh, sporting tickets or go into to certain events to get on an airplane. LeBron James has to show his I.D., Why is this racist? Why is it racist for people to prove who they are? It applies to whites, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, everybody.
3: Well, it's not. And deep down, the folks at Major League Baseball know that it's not. This is a rather thinly veiled effort at promoting the Democratic Party and attacking the Republican Party. Now, look, that's fine for any private organization to do. It's fine for any private citizen to do. If they want to do that, they're they're lying. But it's still... They're right, they've got constitutional protection to do that. What they do not have the right to do is to maintain that while having an antitrust exemption and thinking that they're gonna get away with that very long because they will they will not and I will make sure they don't.
0: So will you and some of the other uh Patriot senators introduce legislation to prevent this and even if it's defeated or they don't come up for a vote because you don't control the floor anymore, just keep pressing the case.
3: Yes, and that legislation is being prepared even as we speak.
0: Outstanding. So uh, you're preparing legislation to take the antitrust status away from Major League Baseball. And you know what, Senator? More of this needs to be done. Silicon Valley has thrown in with the Democrat Party. Professional sports have thrown in with the Democrat Party. If this is where they want to align themselves, that's fine. But our government should not be handing out subsidies to these multi-multi-billion-dollar uh, corporations, and many of them are, are global corporations, you know, professional basketball, they, they hope to make most of their money in genocidal communist China. I mean, it seems yeah, to me whatever right. tax breaks they have of any kind should be denied them as a result of that alone.
3: I, I, I agree completely. And look at the other corporations that have lined up engaging in the same fat business. Look at the, the airline industry. Some prominent actors there, have engaged in similar behavior immediately after receiving literally tens of billions of dollars as an industry just over the last few months, a handful of companies. Uh, it's shameful to turn that around and use that as an open act of warfare against the Republican Party, and I would add against the rule of law—is unacceptable.
0: So just to be clear, you've instructed your staff to go ahead and and begin to um, draw up legislation to take the antitrust status away from Major League Baseball, correct?
3: Yes, I have. And it's being prepared even as we speak. And I look forward to introducing that and making the case. Look, uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes, uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, was was certainly a brilliant man. He, He had great attributes, many of them. As a, as a jurist and as a writer, but he often got things very, very wrong mm-hmm. uh, and, and certainly got them wrong in this case in 1922 when the Supreme Court just created this uh, uh, antitrust exemption out of thin air. Uh, it's been a nice long run, nearly a century long, but yeah. it's time to bring that to a
0: close. It's time that the league, it's time that the owners live in the real world with the rest of us it's the same with uh, the multi-billionaires in big tech it's time that they live in the real world with the rest of us there's no reason big tech should be protected from defamation suits that's number one that's ridiculous uh, other corporations are not and, uh, and there's the, no yeah go ahead and, and
3: you've got these um, uh when you compound the protections that many of these entities get, or the subsidies that I mentioned, for example, in the context of the airlines. And you add to that uh, the protection that publishers get under New York Times versus Sullivan. It's self-created out of whole cloth, basically serving as a, a function of, of uh, helping the liberal press today get away with stating things that are not true, or at least acting negligently. Uh, in in going after primarily Republican politicians today, we've got our work cut out for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the Supreme Court that's over time created a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, and uh, but for a few of the members of the court today, uh, we have a problem with the court, quite frankly. I think the Supreme Court of the United States, it's just not doing its job sitting on the sidelines when it should be standing up and it's interfering when it should be sitting on the sidelines. Well, it's good to hear from you, Senator Lee, and I'm glad you're going to be taking point on this. And anything we can do to help, I hope you'll let me know.
3: Thanks so much, Mark. Good to be with you.
0: All right, you too. God bless. And we'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin.
0: And enter promo code Levin podcast again. puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin L E V I N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Well, let me tell you some of the cities that, based on what the. Commissioner of Baseball had to say are off the list for the All-Star game. In addition to Atlanta, these are all minority-majority cities. Phoenix, Arizona, because their legislature is looking at cleaning up their voting laws, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Michigan, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Houston, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth, Miami, Florida, and others. These are just off the top of my head. So all these cities are out. All these cities are out. So you watch where Major League Baseball goes. They're probably either going to go to California or New York. Maybe to Illinois. But they're going to go to the darkest of dark blue states. That's what they're going to do. So Major League Baseball, like professional basketball, like professional football, are at war with Republicans, and they are prepared to damage minority communities, which will lose hundreds of millions of dollars if they're located in red states. It is outrageous. And you know what it is? It's the false self-righteousness. You got to be for some kind of resistance and rebellion and revolution, even if you don't know what the hell you're doing. So now you're for a cause that doesn't even exist. There is no Jim Crow, there is no inhibition to vote if you're an American citizen who's supposed to vote. And you don't have a right to make your own rules. I want to vote any way I want to vote. You know, I'm going to put it in little paper airplanes and throw it at the courthouse, and that should count. A thousand different ways to vote. Now, that's not the way it works. There's certain ways you can vote, and everyone has to follow the process. If you're incapacitated or if you're handicapped, there are ways for you to vote. If you're out of town, there's way for you, ways for you to vote. Asking people for the ID... Now, if you consider that racist, then you're a liar. You're a fraud. Just like all these fools who are on the social media today. You're a liar and you're a fraud. I think of the people who suffered under Jim Crow. I think of the people who suffered under segregation. It was horrific. Think of all the lynchings that took place. All the whippings that took place all the horrific treatment of black people that took place. It's it's horrific. And to bring that up, Jim Crow, the segregated South, to try and create emotions, to try and create division, to try and justify the existence of the Democrat Party, who did all these things to black people, is grotesque. And to watch professional athletes... Who live in the lap of luxury like no other human beings before them. To participate in this is disgusting. And to watch these frauds on TV, stop watching them. Mouthpieces who lie about what's taking place is also disgusting. Because it's a relative small percentage of the population, a relative handful. Of Democrat Party operatives and most of whom are white, who are driving this agenda. Have you, all, have you noticed, folks, that it's always anti-Republican? Have you noticed that? It's always anti-Republican. They back Joe Biden. They'll back anybody. It doesn't matter. They don't support voting rights. They support Democrat victories. That's what they want. That's what they want on the left. That's all. And now they have networks like ESPN one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. Who backed them? You heard Lester Holt the other night that I played him? Backs them? Virtually every cable channel but one? Backs them? Virtually every newspaper but a handful? Back them? Every college classroom? Now the NEA and government Schools are involved in it, but professional sports is at war with you. I don't care what your color is, I don't care what your background is. If you're a red blooded American, they're at war with you. They are pushing this neo Marxist agenda, they are pushing the Democrat Party agenda. They like AOC, they like Bernie Sanders. It's true. They talk about systemic this and systemic that. It is they on the left who are systemic bigots. It is they. What professional baseball did today should cause you to never, ever want to watch their game on cable. Never, ever to purchase any player. Jerseys, signed balls, nothing. And you should contact the ownership office of the baseball team you follow and ask them how that owner voted. Because according to the league, they did a survey of the owners. And I feel bad for the Atlanta Braves, and I feel bad for the people of Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves were absolutely furious about what took place and very upset. But they had no say in it. They couldn't stop it. And I feel terrible for the people of Atlanta who've been misled by the Democrat Party. And you need to understand, Joe Biden wanted your vote, Joe Biden got your vote, and Joe Biden just screwed you out of hundreds of millions of dollars. That's what Democrats do. So all these cities I just mentioned, in states that are looking seriously at reforming their voting laws, Phoenix, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Milwaukee, Houston, Dallas-Fort Worth, Miami, and others. Tampa. All of you are off the list. Now, are you off the list today, or are you off the list forever? You're now on a hit list by professional baseball. And LeBron James thinks it's great. He's now announced that he's part of the Major League Baseball family. Okay, I'll announce I'm part of the NBA family, okay? Okay. Mark Levin, I'm part of the NBA family. Here I am. What an arrogant guy. Just unbelievable. Now Michael Jordan's talking. He has to because all these years he didn't. Now he's down for the revolution. And of course, Magic Johnson. Systemically bigoted America has been so horrible to Magic Johnson. So horrible to so many people that we can't keep people out of the country they're calling over the border we're living a lie here this is not reality what's taking place but if we do not push back this is going to get worse and worse and worse push back no coke products no nike products there's alternatives no delta airlines no major league baseball there's so many other things to do with your life I'll be right back.
1: The Mark Levin Show, live and national at
0: 877-381-3811. I would say this to every Republican legislature in the country and every Republican state attorney general in the country. You need to review your statutes as applies to professional sports. And determine if there's any preferences given to these professional sports corporations or the leagues. And they're at war with us, and you need to be at war with them. Any privileges that they receive must be revoked. They must be challenged now. They've lied about what took place in Georgia... They got involved in the presidential election. It's time to push back. Right now. It's time to push back. We don't need to be victims of this. We don't need to be punching bags anymore. So I'm calling on Republican state legislatures, and I'm calling on Republican state attorneys general. Look at your books. If there's any privileges, any privileges that are provided to professional sports, you need to remove them. Look at your own state antitrust laws and your own state consumer laws. Look at your tax laws. If professional sports or professional athletes are benefited, well, stop it. Put an end to it. I'm sick and tired of people who don't put their hand over their heart when the American flag's up there, knowing how many people have died. I'm sick and tired of people disrespecting the national anthem, pushing their neo-Marxist agenda, and the clowns and the fools that follow behind and don't even know what they're following. I'm sick and tired of being called names for things I never did and never would dream of doing. I'm sick and tired about the lies and the propaganda. Watching multi-millionaires, whether they're owners or players, put down working class Americans, I'm fed up with it. So the Republicans need to understand now what they're up against. Major professional sports are interfering with our elections. Big tech is interfering with our elections. Hollywood's interfering with our elections, and they should be treated appropriately. Defend yourselves, Republican legislatures. Rally around the Georgia legislature. Nothing they did is Jim Crow. Nothing they did is wrong. Joe Biden has a long history of racism against black people. He does. His party does. So every Republican legislature in this country, every Republican state attorney general, you need to defend your state, defend your cities, and defend your country. I'm tired of these millionaires and billionaires in sports and in Hollywood and communications and wherever the hell they are lying to the American people as the brink trucks goes up to the fan base and they make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, in some case billions of dollars. I'm sick of them trashing half of the American people while doing business with a genocidal regime in China, a genocidal regime in Cuba, or wherever else where they can get a shekel or two. They're frauds. The commissioner of Major League Baseball, I actually want to thank you. You finally awakened half the country. You dumb bastard. That's right, I said it. And the people of Atlanta should be furious with what's been done to them. For no damn reason. And metropolitan areas all over this country should be very concerned about what just took place. And they're being saluted by Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and LeBron James. They're being saluted at ESPN. What's been done to the people of Atlanta... There's a big divide, you know, just like all white people aren't the same, and all Latino people aren't the same, all Catholic people aren't the same, all Jewish people aren't the same, all black people aren't the same either. I mean to tell you, despite the impression that some people want to create, individual human beings think for themselves. And professional sports and professional broadcasting and professional ESPN professional columnists and all the rest, professional politicians, they just ganged up against you. They want you to actually follow them into your own demise. You're the plaything of the left. That's what you are. And if the left has its way, we all will be. And I want to get to the Olympics in a moment, too. The Olympic athletes, who do they think they represent? They represent the United States of America. Now, if they're embarrassed by that, or if they hate our country, then don't go to the Olympics. The Olympics aren't for you. I don't care what you've been told your whole life. I don't care how much you've worked out. You wear that American flag. If you want to be Colin Kaepernick, then don't go. You're going to be in communist China where they're slaughtering people, As you're running races and throwing things and jumping and doing all the rest. You are going to be in communist China. It's like Berlin, 1934. You're going to be there? And you're going to protest against the United States of America? While you're in communist China? And the U.S. Olympic Committee is giving you the authority to do it? It's pushback time. It's, it's not enough to complain anymore. It's not enough to shake your head anymore. It's pushback time. And you can have an effect. There are tens of millions of you. There are millions of you in this audience. Oh, I know. I'll get the John Boehner in the last hour. This is the sort of thing John Boehner hated. Because I told you, I'm not only a broadcaster, I'm an activist. And I called out that dumb fool... First one to call out that dumb fool. I've seen him twice in my life, both times he has a cigarette in one hand and a drink in the other. He always looked schlosh to me. I'm not saying he was, but he always looked it to me. His eyes were always, you know, hazy and gazy and all the rest of it. So I don't know what's going on with that guy. But he never whatever. He always looked a little off to me. Let's go to the Olympics. The United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee has announced that it will not sanction athletes who kneel for the national anthem at the Olympic trials in support of social or racial justice movements. All I can tell you is this. What do you think the World War II generation thinks about this stuff? Those who are still with us. What do you think they think about this? What do you think the men and women in this country, watch these shows, Wounded Warriors... Tunnel to towers. You see the men on the screen? Some of them lost both legs and an arm, a leg and an arm and a hand. Some of them had brain injuries. You see those men? Are they celebrated? Are they celebrated? How about the cop that ran into a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado and was killed, murdered because he wanted to save the people. They're 51 with a wife and seven children. Is he celebrated? They're going to take a knee or do something else stupid to show their protest against the United States of America and communist China? And that's okay with this Olympic Committee? What kind of BS is this? Destroying every aspect of this culture and society. That is just wrong, it is evil, it is, it is repulsive. Athletes may also advocate vocally for their causes. Sarah Hirschland, CEO and USOPC commented the work of the group's Council on Racial and Social Justice. I have a better idea on racial and social justice. While you're in China why don't you march on Beijing and let them know what you think about racial and social justice. You're going to the center of a communist regime where several million people are currently in concentration camps. Where they're destroying the freedom and Hong Kong, where they have their sights on Taiwan. That's the perfect opportunity. Let's see if these brave Olympians, let's see if these brave Olympians are going to protest real racial and social injustice when they're in communist China. Will they be using Nike gear? Gee, I wonder. You going to join me, LeBron? How about Michael? How about Magic? You going to join me? And the Olympians should rise up and protest racial and social injustice in communist China. They should use their voices, their clothing, hand signals, whatever they want, to protest what communist China is doing to innocent human beings, harvesting their organs. The Council on Racial and Social Justice also made it clear there's a deep desire for Team USA athletes to speak on these issues and to lead as a positive force in our community. The guidance also underline actions that are not permitted, such as defacing an American flag or engaging in racist or hate speech. But if you trash your country, that's okay. Just don't burn the flag. Just don't, otherwise, the door is wide open. Hershland said the committee will evaluate its guidance ahead of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. When, is, when are the Chinese... Hold on a second here. I've got my Olympics messed up. When, is, when are the Olympics in communist China? You want to look that up, Mr. Producer? 2022. Oh! Wait, the communist Chinese Olympics are in 2022? And the Japanese Olympics are in 2021? Is, is that what you're telling me? Oh, no wonder they're so brave. I apologize. I have to fix this. No wonder they're so brave. It's in Japan. Oh. Sure, you can hate American Japan. That won't be a problem. But what do you think of this, ladies and gentlemen? Remember, representing the United States. Skull, no, no, no. Representing Ernie Grabowski. And Ernie Grabowski doesn't like America. So he can put up his fist, he can cover his face, he can give it the finger, he can do whatever he wants because of racial and social injustice in America. They're going to humiliate our country on the international scene. Humiliate our country on the international scene. What has happened here? I'll tell you what's happened here. The left is in charge. You're getting a taste of tyranny. And you can see in the not-so-distant future, totalitarianism. That's what it is. Cancel culture. Indoctrinating your children about gender. Indoctrinating your children about racial hatred. Trashing your country at the earliest age. You're getting a taste of what it's going to be like one day if you don't fight back. Fight back against these corporations. Fight back against these school systems. Fight back against Hollywood. You have the power, you know. Stop supporting them. I'll be right back. love, And enter promo code Levin podcast again. PureTalkUSA.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's PureTalkUSA.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Still mayhem on the border. Joe Biden's at Camp David. He left around 3 o'clock today. Still, major metropolitan schools are closed. Joe Biden's at Camp David. He left around 3 p.m. today. Just wanted you to know. Annie, Boston, Massachusetts, XM Satellite. How are you, Annie? I'm
4: great, Mark. How are you?
0: I'm okay, thank you.
4: You're pretty fired up. I listen to you every night when I'm cooking supper. I put the serious on the phone, and I listen to you. And I just want to say... Thank you. God bless you. I'm going home, and I'm throwing all my Red Sox crap out. And I'm the mother of a U.S. Marine who's currently deployed and can't be home with his grandfather who has cancer and is dying. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. And
4: these, Jack, Jack, you know what? Yes. I think they can just, you know... Disrespect that country constantly. I'm so fed up with them. You know why they bow down to China, like you said, who is killing people and the biggest human rights violators, and they sit here like they're in the worst country in the world. Well, our family members are on the front line for them. I mean, my son's in Japan, but not so dangerous right now. But you never know. You know, you never
0: know with China across the, ro- the uh, water there.
4: No, you don't. So I, I really appreciate your passion. We're pretty fed up. My whole family's conservative stuck in Massachusetts, and it's just disgusting. I'm so sick of it. You know, I literally am going home and putting every Red Sox item in the barrel right now.
0: I don't blame you. I stopped watching and listening to Phillies uh, for about a year now, and I haven't lost a step. doesn't bother me in the least. And I'm from Philadelphia.
4: My, hus- my husband's probably home watching the Bruins. I think the Bruins are on the hockey. That's the only... That's pretty much the only thing you can put on right now that isn't all wokey-wokey, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you, and thank your uh, your son for his service, Annie. We appreciate it. We have a lot of great calls here, so I'm going to do something I don't normally do. When we come back after the top of the hour, I'm going to get to these callers, because America is furious. I'll be right back. Four things I want to do in the last hour of the week here. Number one, I want to tell you something that's gone on with the International Criminal Court. Number two, we have a great guest. Number three, I want to get to the callers. And number four, I want to address Politico and their great hero, John Boehner. Let's see if I can get them all done. Ladies and gentlemen, the International Criminal Court was set up to deal with matters for instance, Nazis and Nazi Germany or other genocidal types and so forth, to protect the civilized world from the uncivilized world. But like so many of these institutions, particularly these international institutions, they've been taken over by people who hate America and concomitantly hate Israel. Donald Trump warned the ICC Not to threaten our troops, as a perfect example, our troops in Afghanistan. The ICC wants to be able to prosecute them. They want to be able to prosecute the IEF in Israel. uh, When they defend their country from uh, Palestinian terrorists, as a perfect example. Now, there's a couple of great articles on this by a fellow by the name of David Milstein. He worked uh, for the United States in the U.S. Embassy during part of the Trump administration. He happens to be my stepson. And we will link to those a little bit later on Parler. And he brought this to my attention. We have a New York Post article here. It's not being discussed at all, unfortunately. Biden ends sanctions against International Criminal Court in terms of them pursuing U.S. troops. President Biden on Friday lifted sanctions. You know, he's on the way to uh, Camp David. He's going to be very busy there. He lifted sanctions against two prosecutors at the International Criminal Court who are investigating U.S. troops for possible war crimes in Afghanistan. Trump administration enacted the sanctions in September, also citing an investigation of possible Israeli misconduct. So they they focus on the United States and Israel. I told you, the American-hating left is also the Jew-hating left. Secretary of State Tony Blinken, remember the guy who had his ass kicked by the Communist Chinese, said in a statement, Today, President Biden revoked Executive Order 13928 ending the threat and imposition of economic sanctions and visa restrictions in connection with the court. As a result, the sanctions imposed by the previous administration against ICC Prosecutor uh, Yabba and the head of the jurisdiction, complementarily in Cooperation Division of the Office of the Prosecutor, have been lifted. The top U.S. diplomat echo the Trump administration's stance against what the ICC is doing, but Blinken didn't say if the sanctions were lifted in exchange for assurances. Here's the bottom line. The world is walking all over us. Here is an institution that is preparing to prosecute American soldiers who serve their country in Afghanistan. It's an institution that is obsessively focused on us and obsessively focused on the Israelis. President Trump said, you know what, I've had enough of this crap and put these tough sanctions on these two prosecutors. And Biden just lifted them and then flew off to Camp David. This is very frightening. It is utterly corrupt, the ICC. It's corrupt. It has no authority, listen to me, has no legal authority of any kind to be coming after American soldiers or the Israeli IDF. None. And so Trump said, we're not uh, subjected to your jurisdiction. No Americans are. And by the way, our friends, the Israelis, neither are they. So what has the ICC done last month? They opened an investigation against the Israelis. And what's Biden's answer? Lift the sanctions. So Biden is destroying America from within and from without. From within and from without. He's a walking wrecking ball, absolute disaster. So I wanted to point that out to you. Um, Let's see, I don't want to get to the Politico article yet. Let me get to some callers here, because dealing with John Boehner is not at the top of the list. Doesn't he represent like the hashish industry or something, Mr. Producer? Isn't he like a lobbyist for potheads? Something like that. He is, right? Well, that, and he should be lobbying on behalf of booze, so he can get some freebies from them. All right, let's take some calls, shall we? Yes, we can. Peggy, Carleton, Georgia, XM Satellite. Peggy, how are you? I am
5: awesome, and it is such an honor. And God bless Annie, who called in before, and her son for serving. Amen. Um. You know, I'm in Georgia, and this—I am so sick and tired of this woke crap. You know, Delta, Major League Baseball, Coca-Cola, um, Apple, leftists, uh, stars—you mm-hmm. know, celebrities—and and you know, I mean, it's it's all a bunch of crap. And you know, I really wish that. The GOP would get together. You know, when you were talking about, like, the state legislatures, you know, the conservative people need to get off their butts and get involved, uh-huh. call all of their representatives and senators, um, call these companies. They, You know, you would be amazed at the small number of calls that make an impact because nobody does it. So people are, are, are basically being complacent and sitting on their hands.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, I'm I'm with you there, kid. You take care of yourself, James Fairfax, Virginia. The Great W M A L. Go right ahead, James. Hello, Mark.
6: Thank you for taking my call tonight. Yes, sir. Um, I want to make two quick points and get your reaction uh, regarding all this garbage with Major League Baseball. Uh, if the Georgia Legislature wants to make an impact here, uh, there's something called a jock tax. Where you know a team will come into a city and they get taxed for playing there. Right. Uh, they could really stick it to Major League Baseball, uh, doing it this way, increasing their taxes, which
0: I'm usually against. But. They could just say, "We want to redistribute wealth." You guys have a lot of the money. You got Trump tax cuts, so uh, you guys need to lead the charge. I agree. Use their language against them. At this point, I've had enough. It's time for the brass knuckles.
6: And while I was on hold, um, I wanted to research. I know the Braves had moved into a new stadium in 2017, and I would not shed a single tear for the Braves losing this All-Star game. When you hear how they totally screwed the taxpayers in Cobb County, Georgia, they made it, and I'm reading off of Reason.com, they made a secret deal with the Cobb County commissioner, Tim Lee, uh, back in 2013 for the stadium, uh, with a promise of $400 million in public cash. And the Braves president admitted, uh, you know, of course we weren't going to tell the public about this because, you know, they wouldn't like it. So they got this brand-new stadium in 2017. There was no public referendum on it, so the taxpayers couldn't even vote if they wanted this stadium north of uh, well, Atlanta. Well, it's not so
0: much the Braves. I didn't even mention them. It is the uh, people of Atlanta. The people of Atlanta... You're saying they were just abused here and they're being abused again. They're being abused again by very, very wealthy uh, athletes, by very, very wealthy sports owners, uh, by the overpaid uh, commissioner, the Major League Baseball, uh, because these people are pushing the Democrat Party left wing agenda. Uh, When you look at the law, like I said, you know, that that Republican law that came out uh, in Georgia, they actually expanded voting days to include Sundays. They expanded early voting. They made permanent some drop boxes that didn't even exist prior to the pandemic in the last election. Uh, Some mail-in voting as well. I mean, they 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 expanded voting in areas and in ways that hadn't existed before. But they weren't prepared to do what the hard left wanted to do uh, in the course of the pandemic. So that means they support Jim Crow. You know, Jim Crow means they support literacy tests. They support poll taxes. Uh, they support brutality. Uh, they support segregation. This jackass president that we have, the things that he is saying, and then the people who follow him, his spokes that have no self-respect, and then they hear LeBron James, who hasn't even read the law, or Magic Johnson, or, uh, or Michael Jordan, <clears throat> and they're not alone. Even the commissioner of the, uh, of the M- Major League Baseball. Did they read the law? Do they know what the hell they're even talking about? Thank you for your call, sir. We'll be right back.
1: Much in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. Well, we have a fantastic guest and a friend, Steve Dace. He's written a fantastic book, and I do not want every author in America to come on, just certain individuals I know, and I know what they've done here. The Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history by Steve Dace and Todd Erzin. Steve, how are you?
2: Mark, I was doing great until I saw a guy here in Des Moines, Iowa, eating outdoors at a restaurant by himself with a mask, and now I'm depressed, brother, on a Friday night. How are you?
0: Well, this i got to see. If he's eating with a mask, I mean, that is uh, – I hope you got some video of that. I'm doing great. Now, Steve Dace, your book is The Fauci Bargain, Mr. Bedusa. let's make sure we put it up at Parlor, uh, if you would, um, and link it to uh, Amazon.com. And you can get it at Amazon.com. This is a fabulous book because the timing couldn't be better. I've been watching Fauci go on TV and taking credit for the vaccines. He's mm-hmm. taking credit for something he had nothing to do with, Steve.
2: Uh, This has been an exercise in gaslighting for many a moon now, Mark. Uh, And uh, if you go back to very early uh, in the pandemic, in January and February, uh, in January uh, he cited uh, what we know from scientific precedent that respiratory viruses, outbreaks of respiratory viruses are not driven by asymptomatic spread, and yet we have done these crazy mitigation efforts for a year now on the basis of asymptomatic spread. Uh, He then, uh, on February 28th of last year, wrote in the esteemed New England Journal of Medicine that as he analyzed COVID and compared it to its predecessor, SARS-1, and what we know about respiratory viruses, he guessed that the fatality ratio for COVID would end up being somewhere around a pandemic level of flu. And, you know, if you look at right now in the United States, Mark, the CFR, the case fatality rate, is 1.8 percent. And since we're estimating there's about 10 percent or 10 times more uh, infections than we've tested. That would put the IFR, the infection fatality rate, which is more important from a policy perspective, at 0.18 percent, which would be right around a pandemic flu. And yet 11 days after he wrote that in maybe the most esteemed medical journal in the country, he went to Congress on March 11th, told us this was going to be Captain Trips. It was going to shut down the country. He went full Denethor and Lord of the Rings, run for your lives. The NBA shut down that night, college basketball did, concerts did. By the end of the week, we were shut down as a country. We're still recovering from that. And, and we need to know what changed and know what new data point, what new information did Anthony Fauci glean in those 11 days that made him do such an Elinda Blair about face. And, Mark, he's done this on virtually every issue. He's been there and back again on every issue, on every side of every issue of this virus from the very beginning. And yet we have vested all this power and one individual mark there this is one of the largest audiences in, in the radio audiences in the world. There is no one in this audience whose life, whose church, whose school, whose family, whose business has not been impacted by a man named Anthony Fauci that they didn't cast a single vote for.
0: Hmm. What do we do about this? I mean, this guy's been around half a century. He makes enormous amount of money, four hundred and seventeen thousand. God knows about his bonuses. He's got massive pension building up, medical care. I've never seen it where a bureaucrat can have the same job, 50 years in Washington, 37 years in the same slot. We need a
2: 9-11 style tribunal about what's transpired here in the last year. And, uh, you know, if you get the book, Fauci and Bargain, you're going to know there are several members of Congress, uh, like Senator Ted Cruz, Congressman Chip Roy, and others who have endorsed this book. And I'm already leaning on those people. I mean, I know them personally. They're friends of mine. We, we need to know what transpired here. We need to know, you know, one of the things that shocked me right away, Mark, when I began expressing some scrutiny about this last year, is I really thought this would be like a proxy fight for global warming, and it would be basically the right wingers uh, up against uh, academia like we see on that fight. What shocked me is right away Oxford University had experts that pushed back on the Imperial College model. What shocked me was right away, Stanford University, one of the top five med schools in the country, pushed back on the IHME model at the University of Washington. You know, the, out there out west, the University of Washington is where you go when you can't get into Stanford. And yet we listen to the UW uh, experts at IHME instead of Stanford. What really has shocked me all along is. One slate of experts that that promoted one particular narrative have been the only ones that have been listened to. And yet we have experts from Carnegie Mellon, Rockefeller University, Stanford, Oxford, Harvard, like Martin Kulldorff. Uh, You look at Harvey Risch at Yale University. These are some of the most esteemed elite academic sectors in the country. And they don't even agree with what we have done here with Fauciism, lockdownism, uh, the, the mass social distancing, the mandatory masks. And I think we need a 9-11-style tribunal to get the answer to the question. They kept telling us, Mark, trust the experts. And yet we were only to trust experts that had a certain narrative like Anthony Fauci. If we face another contagion in the future, that really is far more serious than this one turns out to be. We've conditioned a lot of people not to believe it because they've been lied to and gaslighted for so long. We need to actually get to the truth of what happened here and why other experts were never, ever listened to that had counter-opinions.
0: The book is Fauci and Bargain. You can get it at Amazon.com right now. I would strongly encourage you to get it before they ban it. That's Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. I saw Fauci being interviewed today, Steve, and he looked like he was in a foul mood. I think he figured out that you have this book out right now (laughs) and that it's about him because he had that, that sort of Jake Tapper constipated look on his face today. Uh, let me let me go on here very quickly before we come to the end of this. Your book is very, very compelling. Now Let me ask you a question. Do you think Fauci actually, because of his his uh, his ego and so forth, uh, slowed progress in dealing with this uh, virus as opposed to helping us along?
2: You know, we, we quote from uh, a, 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 one of the books that the founding fathers uh, used as a textbook at the dawn of the country that talked about what, what wanton power does to, to the man, does to, to fallen uh an imperfect human nature. And, and the reality is that when you have no check and balance, that's why our founders gave us checks and balances. Mark, nobody knows this better than you. I mean, you've written more about this than anybody has. This is why they gave us checks and balances against their own human nature. They didn't even trust their own human nature, let alone that of that much vested power in one unelected individual who had no accountability whatsoever. And so when you set up a system where you just feed somebody's ego, they're never wrong. They can never be challenged. Look how defensive he, he has gotten when challenged even modestly by Rand Paul a couple of times in the mm-hmm. Senate. I mean, he starts you can see that he starts sweating. Uh, There was the comedian from Mexico that challenged him just even politely uh, on on some of his own vaccination rhetoric. Hey, we're not going to get the vaccines, but still be treated as a liver. He's like doesn't make any sense. You saw how instantly defensive he gets. You know, you and people like you and I have done a lot of debates in our careers. And typically when one side gets defensive, when pushed back on, that's usually the side that has the weaker argument.
0: No, that's quite right. Again, I want to strongly encourage you, folks. This is really a fascinating book, and you'll learn a lot more than you, than we currently know. The Faucian bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. You can see the link where we linked up there on Parlor, Mister Producer. We've linked to it on Parlor. There's five and a half million of you there. I want to encourage it, or go directly to Amazon.com. Good luck, Steve. Great book, and God bless you, my friend. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin, the most popular conservative author in America. Call in to the Mark Levin Show now at 877 381 3811.
0: So, John Boehner was kind of a buffoon. Uh, He became Speaker of the House. He was surprised he became Speaker of the House because of the Tea Party movement. You won almost 70 seats a massive landslide, you had enough with Obama so the Tea Party movement grew and grew and grew, it was a spontaneous movement I had written Liberty, Life, excuse me, Liberty and Tyranny and uh, we expected, we sent conservatives to the House of Representatives, John Boehner became Speaker, but Boehner spent time trying to convert the Tea Party types to one of the rhino types and he's very angry about it He has excerpts here in Politico. Now, the reason there's excerpts in Politico is obvious, because he used to leak to Politico. Politico is a left-wing site. This is where he goes and McConnell go, where they want to, you know, attack conservatives. And that's exactly what he does in here. And I want to read you part of this, and I certainly do not recommend this book. It's barely literate. I'm sure he didn't even write it. Retaking control of the House put me in line to be the next speaker of the House over the largest freshman Republican class in history. 87, I was misspoke, 87 newly elected members of the GOP. Since I was presiding over a large group of people who'd never sat in Congress, I felt I owed them a little tutorial on governing. This is where he's trying to, uh, uh, you know, lie like he does or schmooze. He wanted to basically uh, take them over. I had to explain how to actually get things done. A lot of that went straight through the ears of most of them. Look how he's putting these people down, especially the ones who didn't have brains that got in the way. Now you know why he wasn't a leader. He was a buffoon. Incrementalism, compromise, that wasn't their thing. A lot of them wanted to blow up Washington. That's why they thought they were elected. No, they wanted a leader, they wanted to advance principles. And you didn't want to do it. You were compromising left and right and cutting their legs out from under them, you damn fool. Some of them, well, you could tell they weren't paying attention because they were just thinking of how to fundraise off of outrage or how they could get on Hannity that night. It's amazing to hear these, these long in a tooth old Washington hands who all they do is fundraise, now attacking the Tea Party, the members of the Tea Party that were elected in 2010 for fundraising. Ronald Reagan used to say something to the effect that if I can get 80 or 90 percent of what I want, that's a win. These guys win it 100 percent every time. Again, a lie. I don't know if he was writing this with uh, with a glass of scotch in his hand or not. In fact, I don't think that would satisfy them because they really didn't want legislative victories. They wanted wedge issues and conspiracies and crusades. Now you know why Politico ran this because it sounds like one of the writers for Politico. To them, my talk of trying to get anything done made me a sellout, a dupe, of the Democrats and a traitor. No. What made you a sellout, a dupe, and a traitor to the Democrats was the fact that you were a sellout, dupe, and traitor to the Democrats. Some of them had me in their sights from day one. They saw me as much of an enemy as the guy in the White House. Me, a guy who'd come to the top of the leadership by exposing corruption and pushing conservative ideas. (laughs) No, I was a liberal collaborator. So that took some getting used to. What I also had not anticipated was the extent to which this new crowd hated, and I mean hated, Barack Obama. Here we get into it now. By 2011, the right-wing propaganda nuts had managed to turn Obama into a toxic brand for conservatives. He was a toxic brand, not because of the right-wing propaganda crowd, you idiot. When I was at first, and remember, he became buddies with Obama. When I first, he's trashing Tea Party people, but was buddies with Obama. That just tells you how his mind uh, doesn't work. When I was first elected to Congress, we didn't have any propaganda organization for conservatives, except maybe a magazine or two like National Review. The only people who used the Internet were some geeks at Palo Alto. Listen to how this idiot talks. There was no Drudge Report, no Breitbart, no kooks on YouTube spreading dangerous nonsense like they did every day about Obama. He says, secret Muslim, he hates America, he's a communist. Well, he does hate America. No wonder you didn't know what the hell you were doing. Fundamental transformation genius? What do you think that means? This is what I mean, folks. The left, they know what they're doing, the Democrat Party. Then we have putzes like this guy. And of course, the truly nutty business about his birth certificate. And I never bought into the birth certificate stuff. And I took a lot of hell for this. Matter of fact, I posted stop with the birth certificate stuff. Even now, people get mad at me. People really had been brainwashed into believing Barack Obama was some Manchurian candidate planning to betray America. Here we go. Mark Levin was the first to go on radio and spout off this crazy nonsense. I never said a word about him being uh, born in Kenya or mentioned his birth certificate other than they criticized those who were. Maybe you were heavily drinking that day. You Watch yourself, Mark. It got him ratings. Let me, let me tell you about ratings in radio since Mr. Pothead here doesn't understand. We have no idea what gets us ratings, do we, Mr. Producer? Radio is so behind in ratings, it's not even funny. We get our ratings two weeks into the next month, and we get ratings for the whole month. We have no idea if one show rated, if one hour rated, if one subject rated. We have no way of knowing that. TV, they do. Television, you get the ratings the next day. It's broken down by quarter hour. You can actually purchase, and sometimes they do, minute by minute to see what issues work. Radio doesn't work that way. So you have no idea what quote-unquote works and gets your ratings. Boehner has no idea. He's an idiot, so he puts it in here. In terms of the birth certificate, I wasn't any part of that, you damn fool. I am a constitutional conservative, and that's what Boehner hated. And when it became clear that he betrayed the Tea Party, he betrayed the people who were elected, in my view, he needed to be removed. And I plead guilty to being absolutely the first one, yes I was, to try and get this man removed. That's why he's angry. You're damn right I did. And I got on the radio and I speak my mind and I explain myself three hours a day, five days a week. And it's all there on the public record. He was a disaster. And at some point I got a call from Mark Meadows, who would become chief of staff to President Trump, as you know, who had the guts who had the, the wisdom to try and figure out how to do it. And he put a proposal in front of his house colleagues. I gave him some input on that proposal. And Boehner quit because he couldn't beat them. Now you know why he hates Mark LeBain. Oh, yeah, they go the, the crazies out there. Meanwhile, he's a lobbyist for potheads. <coughs> I ought to be a lobbyist for booze because, you know, the guy... I think he has an empty leg. Mark Levin was the first to go on the radio and spout off this crazy nonsense. It got him ratings, so eventually he dragged Hannity and rushed to Looneyville along with him. My longtime friend Roger Ailes, the head of Fox News, was not immune to this. He got swept into the conspiracies and the paranoia. There were no conspiracies and paranoia, you idiot. And became... An almost unrecognizable figure. So this guy's having psychological issues. Because let me tell you. He turned on conservatives. He turned on the Tea Party. He was a lapdog for Obama. He was cutting deals with Obama behind the backs of his own caucus. And so everyone who had the, the intelligence and the strength to call him out. Now you see they're the conspiracy theorists. They're the nuts. And so here he is. With a book that won't sell, on a site that is uh, left-wing, spewing as usual, crap. John Banner. We don't miss you, not in the least. I'll be right back. March in. Let's go to Steve on Long Island, the great WABC. Steve, you're online. Go right ahead, sir.
2: Hi. um, I'm African American. And if I wanted to complain about the racist procedure of requiring ID to vote, I couldn't go to a law firm, a court, a DA's office, or a U.S. attorney's office to make that complaint unless I provided an ID to get into the building interesting and if i was disappointed about that i couldn't go to a baseball game unless i went and stood on the line and paid cash uh-huh. the notion that they have that id requirements in this day and age is ridiculous it's not racist it's 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 anybody can get a free id from some government or state agency that they can use for identification if they provide their appropriate documentation
0: and georgia has in their law that they will provide it for free. And every state that I'm aware of that requires ID provides that. So this is is a red herring. This is the Democrat Party using African Americans, using Latinos, using other people, using people with uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, maybe handicaps and so forth. This is what the Democrat Party does. This is a big brouhaha really over nothing. Nothing. And yet they create this race issue. And sports jumps in, and broadcasters jump in, and all the rest jump in. Steve, I want to thank you for your call. Take care of yourself, my friend. And we all know it's a lie. Anybody can get an ID. Anybody. Everybody. Every Friday, in your honor, come hell or high water. Here we go. Folks, have a wonderful weekend. Those celebrating Passover, it winds down. I hope you had a wonderful Passover. Those of you who celebrate Easter, have a fantastic Sunday. God bless you all. Hope you'll watch Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, you can DVR it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffy and Pepsi and Smokey and Zella and Gigi and my little Barney. You're greatly missed. And good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. We miss hearing your voices. God bless you all.